They're not different, they're good. They're a different kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 19 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. This is Brian. And Kara. And we're going to talk about... Stuff. And things. <laughs> yep. We're on the couch again. Back and to the, couch. the dogs are... <laughs> The dogs are being difficult because Aberdeen is harassing Castle. <laughs> Castle just wants to sleep and Aberdeen wants to play. Yeah. So we're, we're back to our original setup of Aberdeen causing trouble while we do the podcast. <laughs> we think, let's just go back to where we did our interview in our farm shop, but nah, it's raining and gross and we got puppies to cuddle, so... So I guess we should do updates for the farm. Uh, last week, during our interview with Sherry. Yes, thank you again very much. I hope everyone enjoyed it. She is full of information. So check them out. She she got to witness our first day with our new sheep. They were not happy. You could not hear happy. them in the background. <laughs> it took them a few days to acclimate to the place. They're doing a great job eating the grass, and they have claimed... The, uh, the last building on the property that I was able to use for storage, uh, we had to pull the hay out of there and use it for their house because the goat house just has too many animals in it and the air gets really stuffy if you add three more sheep. And the goats and the sheep really want nothing to do with each other. So Yeah, we were concerned because we've never had this mix before. We were, Are the goats going to bully them? What's going on? They just don't interact a whole lot. They kind mm. of... Mind their own business and leave the other alone. Yeah, which is strange because I was for sure thinking the goats would bully them and do their goat things. So, but I guess not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they they just goat rules don't apply to you. Enjoy your day. Yeah. It, it, but there's nothing hostile about it, which is good. Yeah. The sheep stay in a, a their own little clique. Uh, sometimes they'll be eating and the goats will be eating around them. So everybody's cool with each other. Yeah, there's no hostility or anything. Although Kara thought one of them was dead. Well, so I forget which day it was, but I went out in the morning to open the farm shop. And Erin, our girl, was just laying on her side, not moving. And no one was around her. Her brothers weren't there. So I was petrified. So I ran to her, startled her. Because she was asleep. She was asleep. <laughs> she was heavily asleep. <laughs> so she was frightened out of her sleep. <laughs> I scared her awake, and then she started screaming. <laughs> and then she realized that she was alone because her brothers had run off somewhere. Yeah. So she screamed even louder. <laughs> and then went to go find her brothers. I helped her find them. So all is good in the end. But it was scary. I'm like, oh my god, what happened? <laughs> so that's a running theme with young animals. They just they fall asleep or they're eating something and not paying attention. Everybody moves on. All of a sudden you're alone and it's panic time. This still happens to Lucan every day. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear this high-pitched squeal. And everyone left him. He's just like, he is the one goat that hasn't really bonded with everyone. He's smaller and younger. He gets by on his good looks. He does. I mean. And his parkour. <laughs> yeah. He's got the best vertical leap out of anybody. If he was, his, mm -hmm. his legs just aren't long enough 
to reach certain things, but. I mean, he came in with Ashford. Ashford has now integrated a bit more with the crowd, but Lucan just can't seem to find his in, I guess. He is his own person. He is. He would like to be a house goat. Yeah. Which he snuck in a couple times. <laughs> we let the goats out front a few times thinking that they would mow the grass for us. Mm. And they didn't. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they mowed everything else down. The bushes we wanted to get rid of. Went through all that like a bunch of buzz saws. And tested the fence that I had. I had to patch the fence. Yeah. But we, uh, at one point, I think we were in the back. And Aberdeen got out. And the gate was open. The gate that separates the front and the back was open. Sometimes we leave the storm door in the front just open. We don't have a doggy door yet, so we just leave it. We, we set the air brake so it's like eight inches open. So we have these different setups where the, the goats are in front, the storm door is closed, the dogs are inside, or the dogs are out front and the gate between the front and back is closed and everything's separated. And this time we got it all messed up. And Lucan just walked in the house. Yeah. And there was a time you opened the sliding door to bring one of the dogs in, and he walked in, and you didn't even notice. Oh, you got past me. That's yeah. right. I wasn't going to say anything either. I don't think I did, actually. No, 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 I don't think you did. He was just, I was worried Dublin would say something, but he just walked on and investigated everything. <laughs> Dublin doesn't worry too much unless you get in his way or right up in his face. Yeah. As long as he can do his thing, he's cool. Oh. Which applies to another new resident we have, which we <laughs> need to talk about. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> we have another dog. We have another dog. We finally got him. We picked him up this morning. He is another puggle. He is related to Aberdeen, but not like a brother or sister. I forget. I have to look same, back and see. The same family tree, but a different mix. Yeah. There, there's more beagle prominent in him. He's got more of a, a snoot. Yeah, so he'll mm. be more like a finia. If you've seen pictures of her, she's our black puggle. But he's blonde. He's like... The only dog that does not have a black face. So it's yeah, he's a little got, weird. His mask is white. <laughs> and his rest of him is blonde. Yeah. It's, so, a little, it's like a little reddish blonde. And so far he is a laid back little cool dude. He is. I believe we settled on the name Scotland. Yes, because I get to call him Scotty and I get to make Star <laughs> Trek jokes. Yes. So it's a win-win for everyone, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess we should, now that we've caught up on the personal stuff, we should talk about something that actually benefits the listeners. I mean, the idea is that people are going to maybe start their own farm. And, you know, what what's that like? And the most farm situation we've had recently is just constant rain. No. Just rain, rain, rain. And then in a month or two, it's going to be a drought. Yeah. So there's a time of year when you get all, in Maine, where we are, central Maine, there's a time of year when you get a whole bunch of water. We've talked about mud season, where the snow is melting, and the ground can only absorb it at a certain rate, so you end up with all kinds of mud and everything's wet. And after that finally cycles all through, 
you end up in a rainy season where there's just bunches and bunches of rain. Well, this is abnormal. This is... This is... Yeah, this is too much. This is not normal rain. I mean, rain is normally good until your whole property is flooded and your gardens are flooded and your animals are flooded. So, now, for the ducks, not that big a deal. Yeah, they're the one animal that does not care. Unless the rain gets so heavy that it's physically beating them and then they get under something. But just the, the idea of being wet, they don't care. Not a problem. And it's better for digging up worms or whatnot. So. Yeah. And if it's a light rain, the chickens actually stay out and about. But yeah. this is, it's a little heavier now. The chickens are probably Hiding inside. somewhere. Probably in the duck house because everyone migrates to the duck house for some reason. But we do, we do have a wet season and then a dry season where there's, there's farms around here in the dry months where they're filling up swimming pools or they're filling up a bunch of stock tanks or whatever they're doing and they've actually run dry on their well and they've had to wait for the aquifer to fill back up. Yeah. We haven't had that problem here. Knock on wood. Yeah, cause, because <laughs> Kara is the water police. Yeah, I, even with all this rain, I still yell at him about it because what if, what if. Well, Don't get in that habit. When you form habits, the <laughs> habits are all year round. Yeah. So... That's good to have good habits. I've talked about this many times, but eventually I'm going to have a ridiculously large water storage container and I'm going to fill it during the wet season, during mud season, and put an electric pump on it and just use that water during the dry season. So that's, that's going to be, and it depends on how your property's set up. We're on an incline, so we're a little luckier than most. We don't flood the same way other people do. Yeah. Other people end up with like serious trouble with flooding. We just end up with everything still wet and I can't run the tractor in the back because the ground is soft and I'll tear everything up. There's a guy that's been looking to take away some of our bedding. This happens on goat farms a lot. You have the pine shavings in the goat house and it's got goat poo and pee and all that stuff in it. And you just gather it up to clean the place and you put it in a pile and that pile begins to compost. You have to turn that compost and do the work. So I'm, I'm not going to do all that. I don't have time to do all that. But other farmers do. So they come and they take all the material and they, they take that back to their farm and they turn it and turn it into good compost and they have acres of fields, stuff they got to worry about. There's a guy that's been wanting to get our you know pile of bedding for like over a month. <laughs> and one of us or both of us has been living in mud ever since yeah so it's been a real problem it's a disaster depending upon where you live you got to learn the rainy season you got to learn the the weather cycle for where you are and plan around it the problem is is that the weather keeps changing so it's hard to predict what's going to happen and how to acclimate acclimate that word so yeah climate change is really I know there's people that don't believe in climate change, but I mean, <laughs> it's happening to us left and right all over the world. It's it's not even a question anymore. There's people. I I I wish I could find somebody that does not believe climate change is real. One of those people that takes like their truck out onto the frozen lake every year, no. and puts the tent or something on the on the ice, and they go ice fishing. 
Oh, it's like, gosh. when did when did you go out there this year? You know, a lot of these older people are like, man, I used to go out on this date, and now they have to wait. They, they, they basically have a much shorter time period where the water is frozen. There's this spot, I forget what, is it a pond, a lake? I don't even know. The one around here? Yeah, we drive past it going to the Hanford to Augusta. There's like one side of it looks frozen, but then on the other side it's not. So why are people still going out? I don't know. It's because of the depth of the water probably. Maybe. And the way it moves, but they they live there and they do it every year. I don't know. But they though they take like little vehicles out there, they they basically have parties and live out there and, and get on the ice all the time for a while. And every year it's a little bit shorter because yeah. that ice doesn't form the same way as it used to. And it's not just everything getting warmer. It's all of the weather systems that used to rely on those temperatures are now thrown out of whack. The, the pattern is off. The stuff is, the air is moving around differently. So as the years go by, it's it's worth it to ask the old people if if you move to a new place, ask the old people what the weather's like, what the weather used to be like. Uh, they might tell you that it's different now than it was when they were kids. Expect like around here we get more ice. It used to be a lot more snow, but we end up with warm days. And when you have a bunch of snow on the ground, a warm day means it melts, and then the next, at night it becomes ice. So you end up with layers of ice. Or we have like Arctic temperatures, like we did this past year. Yeah, out of nowhere. Or, or last nose. Just just this past winter. Yeah. So that was insane. So now we're trying to scramble to prep for this winter because it might happen again, and we don't want the chickens to get frostbite again. So. The thing that freaked us out was we had a lot of warm days, and we were concerned that the goats were not going to grow the proper winter coat that they needed. Right, they're cashmere. They're cashmere? That's right. That's I forgot there's a... Yeah, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> She's got to pour a gotta, hard cider. We gotta, I gotta, we've had a long day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were concerned the goats were not going to grow their winter cashmere because of all the warm days. And then we had this insane cold snap where it was like two days of Nine. temperatures... At night with the wind chill, it was getting to negative 50. Yeah, which is insane. And everybody found out about their house. Mm. Everybody has a story about how their house reacted. There was one uh, customer we had. He knew somebody who had left town for two weeks, and their second floor had frozen over. And things didn't thaw until... The middle of the day, like the second or third day or something. Second floor. Holy crap. It was nuts. And for that us, was like, sorry, when we lived at the High Street house in Bath. The, they never insulated the, we called it the shower room. Because the old house, it was like, I forget the year, 1800 something. There was the upstairs bathroom just had a clawfoot tub. And then they added on a shower room. It was like a totally separate room. But they didn't insulate it properly. So if it got below... Below zero. Below zero, the pipes would freeze and you couldn't take a shower. 
Now the the bright side of it is, and and the kitchen sink was also on the yeah, same. Yeah, it was line. the same. So the the bright yeah. side of this was that the lines they put in that house were like these special flexible lines that can expand, so they wouldn't burst. They would stretch. Right. So we didn't have to worry about that, but you just you wouldn't have water. But there was a hair dryer placed purposely in a certain spot where you just turn it on during those times. We found out from the previous owner that you had to aim a hair dryer. And this is after we bought the place, right. of course. Right. So I basically got down there, spent some time, and I rigged up the hair dryer so that I could basically go down to the basement, plug it in, and the hair dryer would be at exactly the right spot. To warm stuff up in about 10 minutes. So minutes. if you own a house, one of your tools should be a hairdryer. Yeah, which is nuts. Which is crazy, but it has think that. multiple purposes. We, we haven't had that trouble here. Luckily, knock on wood again. <laughs> but it was crazy how often you need a hairdryer. Yeah. And it's typically to warm something up. Warm something up or to dry paint faster also helps. Um, Not a heat gun. No. A heat gun is too much. Too much. But if you need like a quick, if it's like cold out and you want it to dry fast. Otherwise, if it's hot out, you want like a regular fan. But yeah, hair dryer, many purposes. Not it's, just for hair, drying hair. And we got lucky because <laughs> we had, we were afraid of mice getting in because there were holes in the basement between the rocks. And they're like, mice could just walk right in here. Oh, this so, house? This house, yeah. yeah. So we, we got, and we've, I think we may have talked about this in another episode, but we, we got uh, the basement redone. Like a guy came in. And repointed. Call it. Yeah. Uh, a guy just came in and filled all the gaps with concrete. Yeah. He used a lot of concrete. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of bags of concrete. And I'm convinced that that's why we came through the cold snap as well as we did. Yeah. We, the only issues we had was one of our hens... Got frostbite, but it wasn't terrible. She just lost part of her. Oh, why do I keep not getting the word right? Crown. Yeah, her crown. Yeah. The the little red wobbly part on top. On top of her head, but it didn't hurt her or anything. She's perfectly we came by fine. And other then, people lost entire. And we lost our dishwasher, so. Yeah. yeah. Other people lost animals. Yeah. Other people lost a lot. They had a lot of damage they, they, when the pipes burst and the, everything's still frozen. And then two days later, things thaw and then all the water comes out. Yeah. For us, there was one when they put when they built the kitchen, they didn't insulate behind the dishwasher. The exterior it's an exterior wall and it's not insulated properly because oh well nobody will ever see this you know so they didn't do the job right. It's crazy. And there's an external water line that goes from the sink to the dishwasher next to it. And I was just, luckily we had a valve just for the dishwasher because that, that line had, had broken and when it thawed, luckily for us, Kara was standing in the kitchen when it did thaw. I normally am. <laughs> and we've been homeowners for a little while now, so instead of running around going, I don't know what to do! Well, at first I'm out. like, what water is he running? Because that's not a familiar sound. Right. But... <laughs> We go into problem-solving mode. We don't panic the way we used to because both of us used to freak out and panic. Yeah. Over there stuff. are times I still panic, and luckily he's the more uh, head-on-the-shoulders type. 
I, I panic on the inside. Yeah, I, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't show the panic because then you will panic more. That's true. So I have to like go panic later when it's all over. I'll go find a place to go panic and get it all out. Lock in so we can both go I, in and yes, cry. <laughs> I'll remember to take a mop with me. Scream and cry. That's what you do in a walk-in. Yeah. In a restaurant. <laughs> but luckily, we just turn the valve off to that dishwasher, and we don't want to have a dishwasher anyway. We do it by hand, so whatever. We yeah, just... we barely used it only when my family visited or if we were lazy. But most of our dishes are like uh, bakery stuff and half of them can't be dishwashed anyway. So And our personal stuff, there's just two of us. Yeah. I, I do the dishes after dinner. So mm -hmm. it's And that's the only meal that we eat, really. It's the only thing we eat together. I, I do breakfast but I can't do my dishes in the morning because she's working. Yeah, I'll do them later. So she does them later. But if I try to do my dishes and be good and clean up after myself, <laughs> she's like it's a professional space and she's working. Because already sanitize the sinks right so everything. if i try to do anything in the sink and i get yelled at and i go, okay okay and i get out of her area <laughs> yep <laughs> but <laughs> if only we had like a separate kitchen that would be nice but one of these days someday but you you need to look if, if you're a homeowner you need to learn the quirks of your house yeah we had a customer who had a, a hole in his basement that was letting air in, and it was a rag stuck in the hole, and he pulled the rag out, and he said it was like a magician that it just kept coming. <laughs> and it was just, that's why it was so much cold in his basement. So he spray foamed it. It's Everybody learned about their house. And it's only going to get worse. As time goes by, we're going to have more weird, crazy weather events. Yeah. We're going to have less thick snow and more slush, more ice. And we're going to have more... Warm, random, warmer days with more ridiculous cold snaps. So, rather than pretending it's not happening, we're accepting it and planning for it. So, one of my goals this summer is to insulate the chicken coop so that they don't have the same trouble. We had them in the the. There's actually the primary coop, what I call the primary coop. That is the actual chicken coop, and the secondary coop used to be an enclosed chicken run, and I put plywood around it and closed it all up and made it more chicken coop. Yeah. So that's not insulated as well as it, it should be. So we put all our chickens into the primary regular coop. Now we have more chickens. Now I have more chickens and we have two ducks that are in there right now. So Our male-female ratio for the ducks is so bad that some of the girls are like, no, done with this. <laughs> I'm not even staying here. And, and I'm, I'm getting a hotel. Yeah. And poor Delvin is still wanting to be a mom, even though she technically is, but we took her babies. But she's, I, I believe she has stolen uh, Nas's. Nas's our other Welshie who sleeps in the chicken coop. She steals her eggs and is now laying them, laying on them. So I'm going to have to make her a playpen so she can hatch her own and raise them, I feel. I think that's the only way she will stop, because... If we could, the temperatures are getting I mean, to the point where a duckling would be okay. We just it's, gotta make sure they're safe from everyone else, basically. Yeah. There's a certain, in the wild, all the ducklings don't make it. Yeah. The weather gets some of them, 
And so the, the mother needs support if you want all those ducklings to come through okay. Or something. Right. Or just weather. Uh, right now the temperatures are getting to the point where I'd be cool with the duckling just cuddling up to mom at night. Yeah. It would be warm enough. But if you do a playpen like that, then it'll protect them from everything else. And, and yeah, she can raise so her. So I feel like she won't give up until she's... If she's stealing eggs, because she's not... Normally, there's a cycle, I believe, what I've read. And, and she seems to be stuck. She is just not... She's still eating. I'm making sure I gave her peas. She was angry about it last night, but I think she ate them. And then I saw her out bathing today, so she's still doing she'll, her activities. But She'll bury the eggs in yeah. pine shavings and then or whatever she go has off there. to do what she's got to do, come back later. But I think she's restarted her cycle and is not giving up so and ducks are a little harder to break than chickens I mean we're not experts I don't know for sure Indian runners aren't even supposed to be this broody brody we As we're just, special we have we have the weird animals <laughs> we got the weird ones because it was easier to break the chickens you just take the nesting box away and all the eggs but Ducks can make a nest anywhere. There's no box. There. I mean, I'm just grateful she's inside doing it. So In the secondary chicken coop. Yeah. So I'm going to make her a playpen, and she's going to hatch whatever. And we're just going to have apparently more ducks because we don't have enough. Yay! <laughs> and it seems that Millport and Bucky are indeed males. Boo! Yeah, so there's that. And they are our teenagers right now. They're outside with the ones we ordered who are girls. But then we have the eight inside that are hopefully girls, but we don't know yet. Half and of, yeah. they're, they're a range of ages. Oh my goodness. And they're a range of, of mixes. That's a... I don't even so, know. I don't even... If you've got a duck that is... Part mallard and part pecan, or part mallard and part Indian runner, whatever the mix is, at the same age they can be different sizes. Yeah. And and if the one that's a larger breed or larger mix is also a little bit older, it's more dramatic the size difference. Mm -hmm. So right now back there we have two ducks that are way too big that probably should be outside by now. Oh yeah, they're already it, starting to get their feathers. But that's the thing; they don't completely have their feathers yet. Yeah, they're, so they're still fluffy. They're just a breed that's larger, and they're a little bit older, and so they got bigger faster. Well, they're probably Duclairs. So. Yeah, they're probably or du Duclair Pekin mix, which is basically a Pekin. I don't know. I mean, yeah, a Duclair is like a <laughs> Pekin Junior. It, it's but a slightly. Not really. It's a slightly all right to to a layman <laughs> like myself. <laughs> When I look at them, I, I, the difference between a Duclair and a Pekin is a Pekin will be larger. Yeah, normally. But technically, but technically, there are other differences. Yeah, there's not much, though. So, I mean, they're supposed to be smaller, but ours don't seem to be. I think a Duclair is proportioned a little better because a Pekin is just a meat bird, and their body is way too big for those little legs. Yeah. And I feel like a Duclair is better proportioned for its legs and is less likely to have a leg injury. I mean, it depends on the duck, but 
just the, the larger you are on those little legs, the more likely something is to happen. And the hotel up front yeah, has a, a large portion of Pekins. They're mostly Pekins, one Duclair and one Welsh Harlequin. Because this is all rolling the dice, right? It's percentage chances. You know, we have rough terrain back here, and we're going to landscape it, and we're going to smooth out some stuff and get fill dirt, and over time it's going to become better, but right now it is kind of rough terrain. Yeah. And so you end up with mostly Pekins have trouble with their legs because they're just more likely to have an accent. Duclairs, because they're not as big, are a little better off. Other mixes like Welshies are better off because they're smaller and lighter and better proportion for the legs, but... Who knows? I mean, you, you may be the one that has the accident. Yeah, I mean, it's... Cove is still back. Cove is a peak in, and he's still back there, and he's fine. He is, like, one of the OGs, and he's just king of the mountain. I think he just is so familiar with the property that he just never takes stupid risks. That could be, too. He just knows what he's doing. And his son, Boston, follows him around. They both have the girlfriends. They're... Hollyfurt and Greystones, which are our black Indian runners, they paired off with each other, so they're always together. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So. It's kind of nice to look out the window and, and watch the drama or watch what the ducks are doing. What the ducks are doing, the chickens, the goats, the sheep. It's it's nice. Oh. The sheep are more are more interested in the grass, obviously. That's worked out as planned. So goats will sometimes go eat hay instead of grass because they're not they're not crazy about the grass. They'll eat it, but I mean, bleh. But now it makes me sad because our sheep are just kind of standing out there like, huh, it's raining pretty hard right now. That's the crazy thing is they get <laughs> wet and they don't seem to care. They don't seem... I feel like I need to bring a hairdryer to them, to be honest. Or but, we should get raincoats or something. I, yeah. I, but we, we're not at the point where we can catch them. They're still skittish. They're getting more curious. It's been a week. They're a little more curious. I can get a little closer to them. I've touched Erin, our girl. Um, she's come up to me, and I held my hand out, and then she walked away. We're, we're hoping but, that they warm to us faster than some of the goats have. Yeah. Because our our original goats took forever. Oh my gosh. And now they won't leave us alone. But Yeah, they eventually came around, <laughs> but it took a long time. So eventually these sheep are going to be coming up to us and bothering us for scratches and, you know. I hope so. Cause belly rubs or whatever a sheep wants. So we got baby doll sheep, but if you're not familiar with the breed they're they're not common in the US they're they were started in the UK I believe and they're a rare breed and they got these cute little teddy bear faces with these little puffy cheeks you just want to squeeze them the the reason <laughs> that we got that type of sheep is because number 1 they're smaller we wanted miniature yes and number 2 they're cute so, and they don't have horns. They're not born with horns. The only trouble is they're not hair sheep. They they have to be sheared once yes, a year. They do. So 
we're supposedly going to find a shearer, but I suspect I'll have to learn how to shear <laughs> sheep. It's only three of them for now, so, yeah. And the farmer we got them from mentioned that you want them in straw rather than pine shavings because straw is easier to pull out of their fleece. <laughs> and it I had never thought about this, but when you shear a sheep and you just have this big pile of, of wool, you actually have to pick everything out of it. Yeah, if you want to use it for something like... There's a long, there's a laborious process yeah. with taking what you just sheared off of the sheep and turning it into fiber that somebody can use. After a night sleeping in pine shavings, they got pine shavings all up in there. Yeah, you see, you see them walk out in the morning. You can tell what side they've been sleeping on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like covered and I just want to like... Brush them off, but we can't eventually, touch them yet. But. Eventually, they'll let us. They just need to get more... They're getting more comfortable by the day. They are. The first day, mm -hmm. I could direct them from very far away. I had, like, the bubble that I always talk about. Like, how mm -hmm. close can I get before the animal will move away from me? You know, there's, there's, and it's like a, a, a circle around you. And so if I am walking towards a duck, and I take a couple of steps to my left... I can push that duck to my right. So it's it just depends. And the bubble for the sheep has been getting a little smaller. Yeah. And I can walk past them while doing my chores and they don't seem to mind. And they love rubbing their butts on the picnic table. <laughs> <laughs> like little scratches. <clears throat> They're very different than goats. Like I knew they would be. People tell you... You either you're either a goat person or a sheep person because they're completely different, completely different personalities. Like dogs and cats. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like neither one of them is the dog or the cat. It's just like in the way that dogs and cats are different, but they're people have them as pets. So different, and the sheep, they just they just do their own thing. They eat their grass like they're supposed to, and they don't get into stuff because the goats have been getting into everything lately oh the goats are so bored the goats are so <laughs> curious and smart and creative so i was bad i blamed brian for leaving <laughs> we have these little storage outdoor like, i think they're from resin outdoor little storage container benches it's like a plastic or resin box yeah with a lid and we and keep them in the animal houses to store like feed and shavings whatnot so and they're they're made to be outside so the way the lid comes down on the box it's like rainwater would slough off yeah and and they're sturdy they're so they, sturdy so the goats can jump on them which is what my intention was when i purchased them yeah if it's a horizontal surface there's going to be a goat on it oh yeah <laughs> so and, and they make them that are the size of a bench that two people could sit on, and they make some that are half size. They're like a little cube. Yeah. And the small ones, the cube. Uh, Kara uh, told me that I had left the lid open, and, and that's where we in had the chicken house. in the chicken house, and that's where we have our round plastic container of chicken feed, and our bags of flock raiser, which is for the young for the younger chickens. Younger which, chickens. We've kind of given up on because they're going to eat the other food anyway because they're all integrated now. But it's but, all very recent. So we still had flock raiser in there yeah. and the goats got in there and, and, and ate, ate it. a bunch of it. Moon. And, 
And I and she's like, well, you left that thing open, and, and they got to it. I was like, I'm sorry, because this this is like something I would do. It, it's it's it the is, most because he's done it before, it, so I just thought. But then later that day, <laughs> I witnessed Brickens, one of our many Nubians, just open the container. And he, just, <laughs> he just opened it. He opened it. The one in the chicken house and the one in the duck house. So. They're they're pretty bored right now, so they're not so. It's not so easy to open the large ones, but the smaller ones that yeah. are more like a cube, the lid's not that heavy. They just put their nose under it and lift it right up. And some of them, like I saw it today too. Belfast and Emily usually just use it to scratch the top of their heads, but sometimes they'll fly open when they're doing it so hard. So some of them just do it to scratch. Others will just do it to open it and get what's inside, <laughs> like brickens. We're just as a society, we're lucky <laughs> that goats don't have like raccoon hands, <laughs> because would, that would be uh, a problem. They get into so much <laughs> stuff. I just but sheep don't. We, the we, sheep are just like okay. We'll we're not worried about this. the sheep getting into any shenanigans at all. It, I just feel bad that. They're just standing on there, though. But I guess. Yeah, I don't understand how they're not they miserable could, being. They could wet. go in their house. It's open for them. It's got hay and water. They could easily get out of the rain. It, 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 they're just choosing not to. And we have this. We discussed it. I think a couple of weeks ago. This hoop thing that you built for them. But yeah, the the shelter logic shelter. It's like a little tunnel, like a high tunnel kind of thing. It's five feet tall. Yeah. And it's got some pretty good, like the, the cover is not the cheap stuff. It's like really heavy duty, heavy duty strong. The frame's pretty strong. It's anchored really well. But and is anyone under it right now? No. Nobody's using it right no. now. I have seen ducks <laughs> under there because, you know, a hawk <laughs> goes above and the duck go, ducks go under it. I've we, seen, everybody's been under there at some point. Yeah. The sheep like to eat the grass under there, but right now... Not so much. We we thought it would be bad weather and they'd run right under there. But, but I guess no. <laughs> no. No. Weirdos. <clears throat> I'm also going to downgrade our water features pretty soon. We've described these low stock tanks. They're they're black. You buy them at Tractor Supply. They're like 50 gallons, I think. And you have to put a ramp next to them. I built a platform out of cinder blocks and stuff with ramps that the ducks could use to walk up and then get into the tank. And I put a rock in the tank so the duck could stand on the rock and get out. And it's worked out okay. And, and if a mallard goes in there, they can swing their feet. So it's kind of nice. The mallards love those. But the problem is, it's still a bunch of water. There are more to fill up. And after two or three days, I mentioned in a previous podcast of using this stuff called algae fix to prevent the stuff from going green. Cause even after you empty the tank a few times, it still gets green on the sides and you end up with algae in there. And it, so you end up with muddy, dirty duck water that is also full of algae. <laughs> so the algae can at least be controlled, but the, it still gets so muddy and dirty that you eventually have to tip that thing over. And I'm, I'm lifting this thing and I just, I don't know, this is our forever house, and I'm almost 50 years old, and I'm thinking, 
when I'm 70, am I going to want to lift this stupid thing? This is pretty heavy. I mean, I can, I can do it, but do I want to do this as a pattern forever? And also Kara doesn't want to fill these things very often because it's so much water. So today I emptied them and just flipped them over so nobody could get in them. They're, they're just, they're upside down, face down. And I'm going to, very upset. I'm going to replace them with little blue kiddie pools. The, um, the 25 gallon kiddie pools. I think they're 25. If you go to like the, the, the farm store near you in the summer, they're going to have kiddie pools and they don't measure it by gallons. They measure it by the width. Any store, really. Yeah, any store, tractor supply, anywhere. But if, if you're at your farm store, you'll see two of them. One is like five feet wide. It's like 60 inches wide diameter. And then you have a smaller version and we use the smaller one and we just have several of them. They're easy to dump, and the ducks can do all the stuff they need to do. Yeah. So I'm downgrading the two big stock tanks to regular kiddie pools. And the great thing about those plastic kiddie pools is the smaller ones don't get torn up as quickly because you don't have to fight them as much to tip them over. The larger kiddie pools are a serious effort to get the water out of them because you can't just pick them up. They're too big. And you end up folding it back and forth over time. They get fatigue in the material, and eventually they get cracks. But the little ones, you just flip them right over. Not a problem. And at the end of the summer, you stack them up. They, they just stack like paper cups, and you just put them in the basement. We have so much water going around right now <laughs> that it's almost like mud season keeps coming back. Over and over. <laughs> and there's certain jobs you can do on a farm. You have to work in the rain. You just you can't look out in the rain and go, well, can't do anything today. It's raining. I mean, you can't mow your grass. You can't run like a wood chipper or a chainsaw. But so you, you still got to take care of your animals. So we got to so. take care of your animals. And if it's raining tomorrow, I'm, I'm actually on vacation this week. And if it's raining this week, I'm still going to build fences. I'll just do it in the rain. Yeah. Don't really have a choice. Yeah, you don't cuz you'll never build any. If you if you stop working for the rain, you're you're going to everything's going to halt. So I I planned this vacation a long time ago. I've got to get the websites for we finally got the our company set up properly. Yes, the bakery is now an LLC and the farm is now a non-profit. So over the next couple of days I've got to get the websites both squared away. And reflecting that. And what happens next? I have no idea. There's, ugh, it's exhausting. The There's a lot. I still need to find a CPA. So, yeah. which I need to do like this week because the quarterly tax is coming up. I'm still locked out of the main site to pay that quarterly tax. And I guess I can contact Maine people. I we might can, have to. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to call an office, and we'll have to be enough yeah. of a nuisance that somebody okay. figures out what button to press to unlock it for you. And now I've changed the name. The Department of Agriculture was nice enough to just change the name to Anger Me Big House, so everything bakery-wise is under that, since the nonprofit can't take profit, obviously. So it, it's... Become a to-do. But you need, like, donations for a nonprofit to make it functionable because, ugh, so I got to figure that one out. 
Yeah, we're, we're basically going to start taking accepting donations on the website. And, and looking for grants. Yeah, all that time. stuff. And we're going to separate things out because the, the bakehouse will have all the food and bakery items that, you, that people have been ordering. It's just when they click order baked goodies on the farm website, it will redirect them to the other website where that store is because I've got to move that. The, the bright side of that, as messy as all this is, is I was told by somebody that lady at the bank and an, another guy that um, has been to the farm a couple times and used to work at a bank that the first year is always crazy. Mm-hmm. And when you get a CPA for your business, the, the first year you get a CPA after a change like this is always a mess. And it's normal and it's expected. It's kind of like everybody's fence has a zigzag to it because they keep hitting rocks when they put the T-post in. So it's very rare to have a perfectly straight fence. You know, so it, it's it's normal. We're going to be messy the first year and then we're going to figure out the patterns and we're going to be okay in subsequent years. Yeah, but setting up the bank account, that was a two. We had, was that just last? No, it was two weeks ago. It's two weeks ago. I, I, I basically took a half a day off of work and, <laughs> just, and went to the bank. And after that, I had to spend the rest of the day until like midnight. No, it was like 12.30 baking. So it was a very exhausting day. And... And then I had to do it all again the next day. <laughs> it's like, I'm so grateful for it, but it, it gets exhausting. So I got to figure out a balance, I guess. We're kind of like the dog that caught the car. <laughs> like, now what? So, I gotta, I mean, I gotta make money to afford everything because the farm doesn't make money. So I gotta do the bakery to make the money, but the bakery is taking up. All the time, I can't concentrate on the farm, and it's just this vicious cycle, I guess. Because there's only two of us. There's only two of us, and we tried that hiring thing, didn't quite work out, and we actually don't have time to figure anything else out right now. So, essentially, we both have day jobs that dominate a good portion of the week, yeah. and then the farm stuff still has to be done. Which is hard, because I'd rather be with the animals, obviously. But we're still doing, you know, coloring goats on Wednesdays, support group on Sundays that not many people have showed up for yet. So hopefully someday we'll actually have a group for the support group. It just takes time. We have people coming to the farm stand now as a regular thing. We do. So it's it's not... It's not jumping like, oh my God, we're making so much cash off the farm shop. It, it's not like that. It's more like we can, we, we're can. we not surprised when someone shows up and goes into the farm shop. Compared to last year, it's complete turnaround because last year it was like there would be weeks where no one would show up, which was so frustrating. It's like, why do I put effort into this? But now it's come to the point where... Yeah, I can bake stuff for this, and it'll probably sell. There's still a lot of waste, which makes me super sad because it's money gone. But I want to make sure I have some things available. And our freezer is always stocked with stuff that's discounted because it's older. And then people can still always order stuff and pick up. 
So, yeah. Which they don't always do. A lot of people want to just see what's in the farm stand. Yeah, which is fine. We're in that awkward stage where it's finally, we get enough regular traffic that we need to stock the farm stand. But if you stock the farm stand, we don't have enough traffic to, to sell everything that we put in there. Right. And a lot of this stuff is... But you have to stock it. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is, when I do the wholesale orders, they order a certain amount, and then I have extra stuff, so that goes in there. So it's always the same type of things every week. So if people are looking for different things, then they'll have to order stuff, because at this moment, I don't have the capacity or the mental space to come up with new items right now. But that will. provides but, consistency in the yeah. farm shop. People know what's going to be in there. So there's always good stuff like donuts and apple fritter bread, which is delicious. People love. There's lemon loaves usually. And our egg supply is kind of diminished because I need a lot of the eggs for baking lately. So, I mean, we'll always have duck eggs, but chicken eggs are hard to come by here. Sorry. Sorry about that. For now. We got, For now. We got a we bunch got, more chickens. Yeah, we got eight more chickens in the running. And they'll start laying, you know, <laughs> in a couple next months. Year. A couple months? Well, will they? No. Maybe next year. I don't know when they'll start laying, to be honest. But but they're in the mix. Yeah. But it's... it's with, especially with perishable products, you reach a, it's a problem you want to have, but we're going to have food waste. So, of yeah. course, when she does wholesale, if there's extra, she puts that in there. And it, it's just people want to drop into the farm stand and see what's there, and they want new stuff. Right. And they're not going to buy all of it, but they'll buy some of it. I wonder if the farm stand is like, is is it making money kind of like some of our early farmer's markets it when could we first be. started out? Yeah, could be. I think people are now realizing. and We have people that come by regular we every do. week. So like, it's building. There was a guy the other day, he's like, oh, there's no cookies today. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll make cookies for the weekend. So hopefully they've been back. But if not. Oh, yeah, he was. Was he back? Yeah, I was working on some stuff in the garage, and he said, are there cookies today? I said, I, I don't know. Somebody ordered some recently, so there might be. Oh, I made special cookies. I make only vegan cookies for the farm stand. If people want to order non-vegan cookies, I will do that. But most of the people who show up here are vegans or dairy-free, so they're always going to be vegan unless you order differently. So. And... The the regular ones are really good. Well, so are the vegan ones. The vegan ones are good. <laughs> they're they're different. They're not different. They're good. They're a different kind of good. <laughs> He's so picky. I have a particular favorite. It's just a matter of personal taste. I think the vegan and they turned out really well this week for some reason. Some some weeks, I mean, they're always good. Taste good. Some weeks they look a little different. Some weeks they look a lot better. I don't. I don't know what it is, to be honest. Plus the humidity changes yeah. all the time. The humidity changes the breads for sure. Like bagels might be a little flatter some weeks because of the freaking rain, and it's always raining, so it's been hard. And so Kara's so, always making adjustments in the kitchen for the ugh, weather. It's been and hard fighting. Sure. It's like a. It's like you're running a. Like you're operating a machine for your job. 
and the machine is out of adjustment and like like you 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 tweak it in so it like does the thing correctly and then you do a little bit and it's out of adjustment again and you have to go tweak it and get it back into adjustment again so it's it's kind of like that uh, whereas the the air pressure and the the temperature and the humidity keep changing because of all the weather going on yeah. and she has to react and do things differently in the kitchen to accommodate for that and some things have worked good some things have been like in the garbage so it's it's been hard to say the least but like if i come down in the morning and it's like so how are we doing and if she snaps at me on a okay bad day <laughs> Not too much. most of the day. I don't know what it is. There is some, sometimes in your head you're like, I'm going to do, this is how my mind works. I do this, 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 and that, and I'm going to be done by this time. Five hours later, I don't know what happened. I honestly do not know what happened because I should have been done by now. And why aren't I done by now? And it's just very frustrating some days, most days. Honestly, I think it's the I, I think it's the weather changing. Well, I don't think it's just the, the circumstances. Weather. The weather affects my hand as well, which is also a not a problem. So there's that too. It makes everything slow down. I get migraines with the weather, which I've been fighting against, and then my hand. Basically, whenever the whenever the not. weather changes drastically, things like air pressure, humidity, and temperature, and air, all that stuff. When it drastically changes, you go from like a wet, you know, muggy day to a, a cooler, dry day, and then back. It's just mm -hmm. bad for her. Yeah. She needs it, it. Basically, it can almost be anything if it would just stay the same for a while. I just need consistency. Except all rain all the time. I can't handle that either because I also suffer from depression and stuff, and the rain does not help that. And my PTSD does not help. I mean, it, it's a lot. We all, we already get six months of <laughs> like, monochrome. I mean, yeah, we get the the winter months. So I suffer from sad seasonal. What is it? Seasonal affective disorder. Right. Suffer from that. Which I I argue that it's not a disorder. It's a normal reaction to living in a black and white world for well, six months. Some people have no effect, but other they're people, weird. It affects your heart, especially on top of PTSD and depression and anxiety, because I also have the anxiety thing. So it's it's a lot, but we're trying. It's a whole bag of tricks. It is, and the animals are certainly a help. And now we got a new puppy that will. Who is awake? Probably not help. <laughs> no. He is, he is awake, and he is now all over the place. He was napping this whole time. <laughs> And he now he wants to play. Now he wants to eat my glasses. And you can't eat my glasses, dude. But Aberdeen's asleep, so there is that. We just can't let <laughs> we can't let Scotland over there to step on Aberdeen because then she'll she'll be awake. She'll and once she's awake, it's like it's on. Yeah. And Phineas is upset, of course. And then Dublin is not a fan of the new boy. Like when Aberdeen came home, he was kind of nonchalant about it but now that this one is here he's kind of not as nonchalant it depends if you get in his way it could be because he's a boy i think i don't know possibly that's just me 
Dublin doesn't see very well, and as long as he is walking along and nothing's blocking him, well, he's fine. Well, no, because you missed it earlier, because little Scotland was in the bed, and Dublin came over, because he can smell stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his nose is still in great shape. So he's like, something's different, something's new, and he was sniffing him, and he got angry about it, so. Maybe it is because he's a boy. Maybe, maybe it is. So there's that. But he'll get over it. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens. But I'm sure we'll have lots of updates. Lots of updates for next week about it and how things are going. So to sum up on whatever topic we may have had, I guess the topic today <laughs> was... All the things. <laughs> mostly rain. Because we've heard so much rain. Rain and new animals. Remember that if you're going to have a farm, you're going to be working in the rain. And... There's going to be so many projects that the way to do it is if you want to work on a certain project like mowing your lawn or something that requires a lot of chainsaw or wood chipping or something, and then it rains and you cannot do that, you've got other projects probably that are just fine in the rain. You just don't want to be out there in the rain. So get yourself a good raincoat uh, in the and summer. And rain pants are and helpful. probably get some rain pants. Kara wears them all the time. Yep. The get some winter some winter rain gear like the make sure stuff is waterproof and in the summer get some really light rain gear so that you're not a soggy mess when you come back in the house although really in the middle of the the heat of summer if you're outside maybe you don't mind getting a little bit wet yeah it just depends but but always look out for your footwear because things get slippery in in wet weather oh yeah and you want to be careful so we're, we're, I don't know. I think we're good. Are we good? I Do we have more to say? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. It's been such a crazy week. <laughs> it's always a crazy week, but yeah. Next it's... week, no more animals. We're done. We are done for the year. No, for more than the year. We're, <laughs> we're done for the year. We're not getting more dogs no next year. I, not... Well, unless Delvin hatches more eggs. No, that's ducks. We're not getting more dogs. No, no more dogs. We're not we're getting. Good. We're not getting more sheep next year. Mm. No, we're not getting we more sheep know. next no, year. I'm not goats. saying next year. I'm saying this year. We're done for this year. Or next year. Mm. Next year is next year. We'll get to that when we get to it. You're killing me. No, you're killing me. <laughs> All right. Well, have a good whatever you're doing, we, I guess. Fourth and of July. Ha happy Fourth of July. Although this will air after, but I hope you had a good Fourth of July. No fireworks. They're dangerous and scary for animals. Yeah, dogs think it's the end of the world. Be cool. Be cool. And farm animals, goats, sheep, whoever. But watch both Independence Day movies. Oh yeah, they're so good. Watch both of them. They're fun. <laughs> they're just they're just they're not They're not smart. They're just fun. Nobody wins an Oscar out of those movies. They're just fun to watch. Yeah. Alright. Bye.